to another episode of No Trash, Just Truth. No Trash, Just Truth is a podcast of Proverbs 910 Ministries. We're your hosts, Rose Spiller and Chris Paxson. Welcome back. So Chris, here we are with our Anything Goes series, and you really picked an Anything Goes this week. You picked UFOs and Stranger Things as our topic. Yes. Recently, there was a podcaster named Sean Ryan, and he's a former Navy SEAL and CIA contractor. He interviewed Michael Herrera, who's a former U.S. Marine, who in 2009 was sent along with his crew to Indonesia after a 7.6 magnitude earthquake devastated the region. The U.S. Marines were there to support helicopters landing with relief supplies in an area that's known for its terrorist organizations. They decided to gain the higher ground for better security. So Mr. Herrera and the rest of his platoon went to the top of a hill. And what they saw on the other side of the slope was a clearing. And in the middle of that clearing was an octagon-shaped craft that was hovering over a platform. Long story short, the Marines go to take a closer look. And they're surrounded by unnamed, unmarked armed forces who speak English and have pretty slick military training. And the Marines are held there long enough to see shipping containers with odd looking ends on them being loaded into this craft. Then the ship rises above the trees and it takes off. No acceleration noise, only the same low hum that it had the whole time it was hovering. And the thing was gone in an instant and it caused no wind movement as it left. The men were eventually released and sent back over the hill with a warning not to say or do anything. It wasn't the end of the warnings. Helicopters regularly hovered over Mr. Herrera's house and his father's house following this incident. Mr. Herrera found out later from other similar alien craft sightings that these shipping containers with the strange looking ends were not filled with drugs. They weren't filled with weapons, as you'd probably surmise. They were actually people movers. In 2017, three United States Navy videos were leaked to the New York Times exposing a quietly run UAP program run by the Pentagon. And UAP stands for Unidentified Anomalous Phenomena, which we commonly call UFOs. No one denies the sensors mounted on U.S. military platforms have picked up unexplainable objects, and no one is questioning the testimony of military personnel who witnessed them, largely who are aviators with really respectable careers. Yeah. On June 25th, 2021, the U.S. government gave a preliminary assessment of the unidentified phenomenon, with reporting that they gathered from 2004 to 2021, the assessment stated that many UAP have unusual movement patterns or flight characteristics. They've been reported to remain stationary in wind, maneuver abruptly, and move at considerable speed without discernible means of propulsion. And that's just some of the unusual things. On June 21st of 2023, a congressional subcommittee heard testimony from three military officers, known as whistleblowers, who claim that the government has been concealing evidence of UAPs. This subcommittee listened while David Grush, 
David Fravor and Ryan Graves gave testimony to numerous interactions with UAPs. They claim a decades-long cover-up and hiding things from the public, things as shocking as craft retrieval with non-human biologics. Mexico also says they have evidence of non-human biologics, and at this point, no one's even elaborating on what non-human biologics is. Until October 30th of this year, 2023, many government employees, military personnel, and government contractors were afraid to come forward with information about government programs related to UAPs. The fear was that if they told what was happening, they'd be in violation of some non-disclosure agreement. Some claim to have been silenced under fear of jail for breaking the agreements, and others have refused to come forward because of retaliation and even harm. Geez, it's not like government people have ever used those tactics before. Yeah, right. Some still feel that way, despite the freedom to do so that was given on October 30th. However, many believe that this new official government office for collecting information and the freedom to report what they know is going to lead to a lot more coming out about what people consider alien encounters. Other countries have or are in the process of releasing more information too. In the modern age, Christians have largely reacted to UFOs or UAP phenomena in one of two ways. By saying that they don't believe in UFOs, the videos and the photos are faked, or that people really didn't see what they thought. And sometimes they just say, this is all nonsense. The other Christian response a lot of times is they just tend to avoid all the seemingly unanswerable questions that come up with it, and they just never deal with it. And we need to say that both Chris and I do not believe that aliens from other planets exist. Christians should have biblical answers for why that's true. And we believe we do have biblical answers. We believe it's pretty plain. John Calvin said, the whole world is a theater for the display of the divine goodness, wisdom, justice, and power. Everything in the Bible is centered around redemption. It's centered around Christ coming to earth to save mankind. Earth is where the redemption story takes place. According to Genesis 1.14, the sun, the moon, and the stars were used to separate day from night and signs and seasons and days and years. And in addition to that, the Bible tells us that God made man in his image. That's not talking about the physical aspects. It's talking about rational, moral, and social aspects. So to think that there are beings from another planet that are, that are more advanced in any of these aspects would not only contradict scripture, if there were aliens that were smarter than us, what would that say about being made in God's image? Follow you it know, Rose, a logical are, conclusion. Exactly. Now, Rose, those are probably just a few of the arguments that Christians can and should give for standing firm against the idea that there are some kind of little green men that are smarter, smarter than us and from another planet. But that doesn't answer the phenomena that's being reported today. And like we said, this is probably going to happen more and more as stuff gets released. Everything that happens must be examined from a standpoint of faith in according to what we're told in the Bible. Everything that happens must fit into our Christian worldview. And that includes these quote-unquote alien phenomena 
that's coming to light or that's happening today and any other strange phenomena that might come to light. The truth is Christians are the ones, the only ones who have the real and true answers for this because we have the Bible's answers. That's right. If you were with us for our 200th episode, uh, we did another question and answer episode where people gave us questions. And someone asked what we thought about the alien talk that's been a hot topic recently. Like we said, we don't believe in aliens. In that episode, we told you about Doreen Virtue's interview with Joseph Jordan, who's a Christian, who is president of CE4 Research. And that's a group that spent the last 25 years investigating over 600 so-called cases of alien abduction. And what they found in the research is that the people experiencing alien abduction, if they cry out for God or start singing a hymn or cite a Bible verse, the experience immediately stops. And the conclusion of the group, the conclusion that they've come to after that quarter century of study is that people having these experiences aren't being abducted. Instead, demons are manifesting themselves as aliens and they're messing with people. Now, if you're a Christian, you cannot be indwelt with a demon, but they can still mess with you. And, you know, if you're not a Christian, well, you can be indwelt with a demon. But what about these UAPs and these other strange phenomena that, are, that we're talking about today? Are they like the abductions? Are they demons just playing tricks on the mind? Well, it's quite possible some of these sightings are exactly that, Chris. But the amount of eyewitness testimony and other evidence says that there's more to the UAPs than just mind tricks. We have to ask ourselves, how can there be real tangible objects that are far above anything that we know about in our normal everyday experience? Well, Chris, the answer is that some people have obtained secret knowledge. Yeah. When Satan tempted Eve in the garden, he made the suggestion that God was withholding some secret knowledge from them. And then Satan lied and said, surely they wouldn't die if they ate the fruit. And Rose, as we all know, that was all it took for our first parents to take the leap. The promise of secret knowledge and quote unquote, being like God was enough temptation to make them doubt God and disobey him. Man's lust for knowledge and power has been on a roll ever since then. Without a doubt. Man's lust has never stopped, nor has Satan's willingness to help humans who are willing to bow down to him. As John MacArthur says, demons possess knowledge which man does not have, and they are willing, under certain circumstances, to communicate this to man. Chris, back in the book of Exodus, Pharaoh's wise men and sorcerers were able to mimic some of the first plagues that Moses did. They weren't doing sleight-of-hand magic tricks. Their magic was powered by something else. It was powered by demonic power. Yeah, we don't think about that and give that enough thought sometimes, but it's all through the Bible. In the New Testament, Luke and Paul and Silas were in the city of Philippi, and they encountered a diviner. Acts 16, verse 16 says, We were met by a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners much gain by fortune-telling. Well, Rose... How was she doing that? Well, we find out when Paul eventually exercises the demon out of her and the ability is gone. Yep. 
Queen Elizabeth I had an astronomer as an advisor named John Dee. He was a mathematician and an astronomer, but he was also an occultist. When he began to lose his influence in court circles, he turned to the supernatural as a means to, according to his writings, acquire knowledge. To do it, he used a crystal gazer to try and make contact with the angelic realm. And remember, the angelic realm is not always the good angelic realm. Exactly. In the 1700s, a man named Emanuel Swedenborg started blending Christianity with angel contact through the occult. His reason? Advancement through gaining special knowledge. He became famous, Rose. The list of Swedenborgians, as they call themselves, is it's included people like John Chapman, who we know as Johnny Appleseed, Elizabeth Barrett Browning, Ralph Waldo Emerson, who I see Christians quote often, Robert Frost, Helen Keller, and Joseph Smith. Swedenborg also came up with 14 inventions after that, including the submarine, the machine gun, a flying machine, and land transport devices. And he wrote books on mathematics and books on navigation. And guess what? He practiced automatic writing and clairvoyance. Hmm. In case you don't know about that, that's an episode you can look up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He was like pre-Beth Moore, right? Yeah. But Emanuel Swedenborg also wrote a book claiming that he had contact with beings from another planet or from other planets. Some say that he's responsible for introducing the idea of space aliens and that people were instantly drawn to that book and that idea. Like you say, they love the mysterious and the cultish stuff. Yep. And Chris, when you were saying all that, I couldn't help but think, if you listened to last week's episode, we talked about history. And we talked about how in World War II, Germany, who was not allowed to have any military and didn't have any money for a military budget, somehow managed to develop a plane that far exceeded anything that any other country had ever seen. It was called the Luphoffer. And Hitler is known for using occult ideas in military There you go. Mm -hmm. In modern history, men like Aleister Crawley practiced magic. It was Kabbalah. He practiced tarot card reading, astrology, and other occult things. He was the self-proclaimed wickedest man in the world. And he was famous for starting a religion called Thelema. And if that name sounds familiar, it's probably because he also influenced rock bands, including Led Zeppelin, Ozzy Osbourne, and the Beatles. In fact, he was included on the cover of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, the Beatles album. Yep. Yep. One of his protégés, Jack Parsons, became one of the principal founders of both the Jet Propulsion Laboratory and the Aerojet Engineering Corporation. And he also was a pioneer in the advancement of propellant and fuel for rockets. And here's what he says. His quest was to, and I'm quoting him now, touch the secret springs that set in motion the vast and intricate mechanism of the world. Looking for secret knowledge, right? Yeah. Priscilla Schreier always talks about unlocking the secrets in the Holy Spirit and having Mm -hmm. access to the secrets of the Holy Spirit. Sounds like something Oprah would say. Yeah. (laughs) Imagine that. Oh, imagine that. Well, Mr. Parsons 
while he was working on this stuff, was led to team up with somebody else that we've mentioned recently, and that's L. Ron Hubbard, the inventor of Scientology. And they teamed up to do magic together. The two of them are most famous for their 1945 series of occult rituals, and the last one was performed in the Mojave Desert. Some people believe these rituals were so intense that they, in fact, tore the veil and were the cause of the intense amount of UFO sightings, especially in the Western United States, that happened a lot shortly thereafter. These are just a few examples of people who are using the occult to acquire knowledge for the purpose of some sort of advancement. Yeah, and we all know we see psychics and stuff who seem to know things and mm -hmm. we wonder, well, where are they getting their power? Yeah. Now, the demon's power is ruled and overruled by God's sovereign hand. And I know we say this a lot, but you can't say it enough. They're mm -hmm. not on equal footing. They only have as much power as God allows them to. But that doesn't change the fact that God has ordained for demons to use their power to a certain extent all of which is working to fulfill God's purposes. And we don't know how that's all working together, but it is. The demons change what they do throughout history to fit the times. Right now, they've got people focused on extraterrestrials. Yeah. The supernatural is part of the Bible story. We can't bury it under the woodshed and pretend that it's not there. Rose, you and I know a couple, a Christian couple, who very recently were driving home one night when they saw a bright light come down ahead of them that looked like it was going to land in front of them on the road. And then just like that, all of a sudden, it disappeared. One of them wanted to talk about it with their parents later when it after it happened. The other one just wanted to push it away and basically pretend it didn't happen. And Rose, that's not the way to go. This is not the time for Christians to stop talking about this stuff. It's time to realize it's happening. It's always been happening. And Christians need to be prepared to talk about it, especially with unbelievers. Absolutely. Now, some people who believe in space aliens fear them. And good reason to fear them. If you think there's these more intelligent beings that are coming in and out of the world, others believe that these aliens are benevolent, caring creatures who want to share their advancement technology with us and help us with our world. And that's why they're revealing themselves to us. Chris, all I keep picturing is the movie Independence Day, when yep. all the people went on the top of the mountain because they thought all these aliens were caring and loving and they were welcoming them and they ended up all getting killed. <laughs> and you were almost cheering. Yeah. Yeah, I just remember these crazy young kids holding signs, welcome aliens, we love you, and all this stuff. Yep. But anyway, I digress. Now, Christians should know the truth about other life forms. They exist. They were created by God, and they're called angels. And the bad angels are demons. Satan disguises himself as an angel of light, according to 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. If he has his way, He'll do all he can to help the world believe there are creatures from other planets that are more advanced, more moral, more enlightened, and that they've come to save us. Because 
guess who it takes the focus off of and guess who's being worshiped. Exactly. Angels and demons are part of God's creation. The Bible tells us some crazy things that they can do. When we read angel passages, we should really stop and think about that a minute because some of it's pretty wild. Of all people, Christians should be the least surprised by this supernatural. And Rose, there's probably more stuff. Like I said, there's probably a lot more strange stuff out there than we know. And yet every single thing must fit in a biblical worldview. So instead of burying it and pushing it away and trying to forget about it, let's have these answers that people are looking for because people desperately need them. Yeah, I, I definitely agree, Chris. The next time someone says to you, do you believe there's something out there? You can answer with a resounding yes. And then you can take them to the Bible and show them why you believe there are. Exactly. And not only that, we need to be solidly grounded in this truth for our own sakes not just for the unsaved. We need to make sure that we are not shaken. It's obvious from the testimonies of our military's elite that at least one group of people is actively trying to use secret knowledge and is actually using it. We heard in Mr. Herrera's account of the hovering craft that it's being used. We heard it in the military testimony in front of Congress. Most of us living on earth right now don't know anything about what's really going on. Is there a secret world government doing this stuff? A secret group of rich people? Are several governments using it individually? We just don't know, and we probably won't know. No, probably won't. Modern governments are not immune to using the occult. Does anything about modern governments surprise us anymore? No. The United States Congress funded research on things like psychokinesis, telekinesis, even teleportation. The CIA and the Department of Defense trained 25 people to become remote viewers during the Cold War. And some say that's still happening today. All of these techniques require powers that God did not give to humans. In fact, God says anyone who practices any of these things is an abomination and should be put to death. And that's from Deuteronomy 18 too. Yeah. And Rose, non-believers really think that these are just powers that humans just have to learn how to tap into. But Christians know differently. It's very demonic and we need to stay away from it. We need to trust God and believe the Bible so that we can stand firm. And I'm just going to give you an example of why. There's something being talked about out there called Project Blue Beam. Some people call it a conspiracy theory. Others say it's very real. But the premise is that NASA and other world governments in the United Nations are attempting to implement a new age religion with the Antichrist as its head. And they want to start a new world order. And the way they want to do it is through a technologically simulated second coming, kind of like a Batman symbol shining in the sky as a fake second coming. Conspiracy theory? Maybe. Could it happen? Possibly. Our point is that, you know, Jesus said during a time of great tribulation, and these are Jesus's words, if anyone says to you, look, here's the Christ, or look, there he is, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will arise 
and perform signs and wonders to lead astray, if possible, the elect. Be on guard. I have told you all these things beforehand. Yeah. Satan has a counterfeit kingdom. Mm -hmm. So he constantly is trying to replicate the things of God, but they're counterfeit. And this would be a perfect example of that, Chris. That is absolutely true, Rose. Christians can and should rest in the knowledge that if something like Project Blue Beam really is in the works, we don't have to worry. We know what the end is going to be because the Bible already tells us. That's right. And Jesus didn't waste words. So if he told us, there's a good reason why he told us that. We talked a little about that last week. He said, expect it. Yeah. And Chris, the end is this. God's elect are taken out of this world on the day of the Lord. If government comes up with the way to shine a fake Jesus into the sky and you're still here, don't be deceived. Let the demons use whatever they've got up their sleeve. You stand firm and the Holy Spirit will testify to you. The Holy Spirit gives us discernment. We are in spiritual warfare, but the good news is, is that it's been going on since Jesus ascended into heaven. There's no holographical image of Jesus that can thwart his purposes or that can fool his people because Like I said, we have the Holy Spirit testifying to us. And even if they try to use this to usher in a new world order, it's not going to work with God's people. No, it's not. And that's a great place to end today. Have a blessed day, everyone.